Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Today, I want to talk about the power of GPT-3. Let's get started. In today's episode, we are going to unlock the power of GPT-3. Now, if you've heard about it and maybe just don't understand what people are talking about, don't worry, I got you. We're covering that today. If you haven't heard about it, then maybe you're living under a rock because people have been talking about this for years. Reason being is that it was created years ago, but I think the reason why it's so popular right now is because GPT-3 is more than 10 times more powerful than what GPT-2 was, and it only took a year to get there. So I think people are walking around with their jaws dragging on the ground like, oh my gosh, what can we expect for GPT-4? Who knows? We got to keep our eyes and ears open for that one. But right now, with GPT-3, there are so many things that we can do with this that it's gonna blow your mind. But before we get to mind-blowing parts, let's get to the basics, because I know you're probably asking, so can can we at least stop and find out what GPT-3 is? Sure thing, I got you. So GPT-3 stands for the third generation generative pre-trained transformer. Now, if you're not a tech type person, you don't understand the lingo, The only word you might have caught out of that was transformer. And if you grew up in the 80s, then you're probably thinking of Bumblebee and Decepticons and all that other good stuff. Well, that's not what we're talking about, okay? (laughs) So let's go ahead and back away from the transformers. That's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about, though, is that GPT-3 is a powerful natural language processing system that uses machine learning to generate text. So the best way that I can explain this is using an example of texting somebody. So let's say you've got your phone and you go and text a friend. You ask them a question. You sit for a second and then the friend sends you the answer to your question. That's what GPT-3 does. You put some information in and it gives you information back. For example, today's episode was created 100% by GPT-3. What does that mean? Well, I went into the program, I typed in a prompt. The first prompt that I typed in was, as a podcaster, write three discussion topics for a podcast episode where the host explains GPT-3 to older listeners that do not understand computers. And it gave me three points. It said to talk about what GPT-3 is and how does it work. It said to talk about how GPT-3 is different from other artificial intelligence technologies. And then to finish it off with what are the potential applications of GPT-3 and how can it be used in everyday life? Do you hear me? 
that w- that's the answer it gave me. So then I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to say about those three things. So the next thing I came in and said, write a brief summary for those three points. It gave me a summary for each of the three points. Then I came back and said, create an intriguing episode title that would work with this information. And it came up with Unlocking the Power of GPT-3, a guide for older listeners. I am loving this thing. I've used it. Let me not even talk about what I've used it for. We're going to get to that. That's the third part. Right now, all I want to say, though, is as far as what it is and how it works, it's capable of understanding context and then can generate text that's similar to what a human would write. So in my example about sending a text to a friend, when I put these prompts in and said, hey, give me this, pretend you're this and write it like this, and then it gave me the information as if I reached out to another podcaster and said, hey, I want to do an, a, a show on this topic. Do you have any suggestions for me? This stuff here, y'all, is next level. One thing I don't think I mentioned before is that GPT-3 was developed by a company called OpenAI. It's a nonprofit research company that aims to develop and direct artificial intelligence. Now, GPT-3 was released, like I believe, in November of 22. So that means GPT-2 came out in 21 and the other iterations prior to then. But in talking about how GPT-3 is different from other artificial intelligence technologies, basically, it's different in that it can generate text without requiring any training data or programming. So this makes it more efficient and flexible to be able to do many tasks. Now, if you don't understand computers and technology like that, then that still may be over your head. So let me give you another example. When we learn to drive, you go, you do your written test, and then you take your road test. And when you receive your license, you can drive your car in the city, in the suburbs, in rural areas, But nobody had to teach you, like when you did the road test, you didn't have to go to the city and then to a rural area and then on the highway. And then you didn't have to go to different places. You didn't have to drive in New York and then go to California and then South Carolina. You didn't have to do that. And the reason being is because when you learn to drive, you learn to drive in multiple places, but you didn't have to go to those multiple places to learn. Same thing with this computer language here. It's not being taught every piece of information. You teach it a little and it can kind of collect the other information as it goes along. Like, you don't have to create a database of information 
for it to then pull the information from the database because that would kind of be rendered obsolete at a certain point. One, because it may not have all of the bits and pieces that you need and therefore it's not going to be helpful to everyone. It may just be helpful to whatever you design the database around, um, but it can give... I don't want to go too far just yet, but you don't have to teach it everything. It's like it's learning as it goes along. Last but surely not least, I want to cover what the potential applications of GPT-3 are and how it can be used in everyday life for all of us. So bottom line is, you can use it to generate content, whether it's emails, websites, blog posts, podcasts, scripts for videos, um, so many different things. It can be used to provide customer support. You can use it in just about any field like healthcare, education, business. You just have to understand how it works and then it'll work for you. The key is being able to write a good prompt to say what it is that you want it to do for you. If you can get your prompt done well, then you are going to enjoy what it sends back to you. I did a prompt wanting a script for a commercial, and it gave me uh, two different characters, their conversation with each other, the voiceover info, all of that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, it can write poetry. It can write books. This stuff is amazing. Now, I think where we're going to have some trouble, though, is in trying to figure out, are people still doing stuff? Are we letting the computers do it all for us? Because for me, my thought is, if we get the idea from the computer, then we can build on it. But I know some people are going to just take what it says and run with it. And you do have to read through it because every now and then it's not going to get something right. But that's understandable because it's a computer, right? But you can even upload your resume to it and then say, hey, write me a bio off of this information and it can do that. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. Here's what I want you to do. Go online to the website beta.openai.com slash examples. Let me break that down for you. B-E-T-A dot O-P-E-N-A-I dot C-O-M slash E-X-A-M P-L-E-S, beta.openai.com slash examples. If you go there, you are going to see some examples of things that you can do. Like, for instance, restaurant review creator. The prompt was, write a restaurant review based on these notes. Name, the blue wharf, lobster great, noisy, Service polite, prices good. Review. And this is what it came up with. I recently visited the Blue Wharf and had a wonderful experience. 
The lobster was excellent and the prices were very good. The only downside was the noise level, but the polite service more than made up for it. Highly recommend. Do you see what I'm saying? Anyway, go there, check it out, and I want to know what you think. You know where to find me, Twitter and Instagram at HeyYvette, that's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E, or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. I hope you enjoy playing around with GPT-3. And once again, I would love to know what your thoughts are.